You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of this signing day edition of the Husker Online show. A very light signing day edition as far as news. Um, but still, you know, kind of putting a bow on the recruiting year itself. And before we get to that, this segment of the Husker Online show brought to you by our friends at Kugler Vision. Nate Klaus, tell them about your experience at Kugler Vision. Yeah, I've had a fantastic experience at Kugler Vision and excited to say that right now is the best time to schedule your LASIK consultation at Kugler Vision. You go in for a consultation in the month of February and you're automatically entered to win an Omaha night out, a delicious dinner at 801 Chop House in the Old Market, and two tickets to see the Lumineers at CHI Health Center on March 14th. Uh, great opportunity to not only get rid of those contacts and glasses, but also have uh, you know an exciting night out with uh, your significant other. All right, Nate, as, as we kind of put a bow on this recruiting class, I'm going to ask you one kind of off-the-wall question. If there's a guy that you really thought Nebraska had a legitimate chance on that missed on, the one that got away, who's your one that got away for 20? Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. I, I, I keep going back to um, – um, you know, now I'm just I'm drawing a complete uh, Rodney Gross, uh, the 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 inside and linebacker. Wisconsin. Um, no, no, he. Oh, the guy who went to Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Yeah, out of Alabama, committed to Nebraska. Um, I was a huge, huge fan of Rodney Gross. I and I know Nebraska was too. Uh, but I mean, he was he was you know primed to to make an early impact in my opinion. He's six two. Uh, 230, 235 pounds. I mean, just he—he he was physically ready to step on the field right away. He was a mid-year enrollee, um, you know, and and I think that, uh, I mean, that that was one that hurt. Now adding uh, a guy like Etava Malga uh, there, you know, and, and Keyshawn Green, I mean, that certainly helps kind of you know soften that blow. But uh, I think that's Rodney Gross is one of those guys that immediately comes to mind as far as. You know somebody that that you know hurt that got away or that was that was kind of a miss because um, you know I think he was he was he's going to be a really good player plus it was you know at a position of big need. Yeah, and, and you know locally they lost on Xavier Watts, but I just felt like that kind of went away. I mean there wasn't a lot of man I can't believe they lost this guy. I mean of all the in-state guys Nebraska's lost over the years, I felt like this one even though it was Notre Dame, there just wasn't a lot of chatter throughout the high school football season I can't believe this guy's not going to Nebraska I know he's a talented kid but I think a lot of people seem to be at peace with it or maybe they're just used to seeing one guy every year kind of do this yeah you know and, and you can't fault Xavier Watts for for uh, going to Notre Dame uh, and he's a really good football player but and I think one thing that kind of maybe softens that or, or maybe why it ha- hasn't been a huge talking point amongst Nebraska fans is because they did pretty well at the wide receiver position. When you look at Omar Manning and Will Nixon and, and Marcus Fleming, um, you know, and obviously Xavier Betts. I mean, these are these are all really, really good players, too. Uh, and I think you could argue that that they're all just as good, if not better than Xavier Watts. And so, um, you know, I, and I never really did get the the feeling that that Xavier Watts was, um, you know, I, I think he was a priority, but I, I don't know if, if he was kind of a, if we don't get this guy, the whole recruiting class is, is you know, just down the toilet. I'd venture to guess his after his commitment to Notre Dame, I don't know if Nebraska, I, I bet you Nebraska never even reached back out one more time. I don't think so. I got the feeling it ended at that moment. Yeah, and, and I know, I know there was a conversation conversation that was had after he committed to Notre Dame, and it was basically along the lines of, uh, you know, if 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 anything changes, let us know. But otherwise, good luck. Uh, and so, 
uh, yeah, I would be highly surprised if Nebraska ever reached out. And, and again, I think that's because of the way they, they kind of wrap things up at that position. Uh, I mean, when you got Omar, you got Omar Manning, who is by far and away your top wide receiver target and somebody that they absolutely needed, um, you know, as far as junior college guys go. And, and Xavier uh, Betts was your top high school guy. Um, I mean, when you get your top high school and top JUCO, you know, wide receivers, I think. Uh, I think that really kind of softens the blow there. When am I crazy to, to, to be on team Alante Brown? I mean, I really think Alante Brown could be pretty good here too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think maybe he's, he's maybe the forgotten guy uh, because he, he's a prep school player. So he's, he's not necessarily, I mean, I think he's a little, little more advanced than your typical high school uh, kid. And, and he's not your, your Juco guy that you're expecting or, um, to come in and, and be an instant impact type of player right away. Otherwise, you know, it might be looked at as a bust. Uh, and so I think he, he kind of is in between the two where uh, he, he gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. But I totally agree. I think I think he might be one of those sneaky uh, guys in the recruiting class that, that is being overlooked but has a really good shot at making an impact next year, um, and especially because he's on campus already. So, uh, not, I mean, he's a year out of high school. He's a little bit more advanced. Plus, he's, he's on campus early. He's going to be able to go through winter conditioning and then spring football. And so, uh, yeah, he is, he's a sneaky pick as far as somebody to, to maybe come in and, and shake things up a little bit. All right, let's go on to 21. Uh, Nebraska right now, Nate, with four in-state offers out, um, I believe, in Nebraska for the state. Can the Huskers go four for four when, you know, it looks like Keegan Johnson's going to give Iowa, K-State, and others a long look, even though he's a legacy. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously, Avante Dickerson, the west side corner, um, is going to take a lot of work. But do you think four for four is a possibility or likely, or do you, are you saying three for four right now? You know, I, I think it is likely. Um, it's definitely a possibility. I mean, I, I would I would say, especially at this point in the game, I, I think that's it's definitely a possibility. And and right now, I think it's likely um, that that they're able to get those guys. I, I wouldn't say that that any of them are going to be you know a stretch or or that there's just no way it's going to happen. I, I think that. Um, you know, like you said, it's, it's not going to be easy. Uh, you know, even Keegan Johnson, who, I mean, when you look at it on paper, you're like, oh, Husker legacy, Bellevue West, you know, I mean, there's connections there, um, up and down the board, but, um, you know, he's somebody that I think they're, they're going to have to put in their time and effort in recruiting him. And, uh, you know, same goes for Dickerson, who is just on fire lately, who's getting Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Tennessee, um, you know, all sorts of, uh, all sorts of programs from, from places that, that typically don't recruit Omaha. Uh, so, I mean, he's, he's blowing up and is going to continue to get more and more attention. I think, uh, I mean, now that the floodgates have officially opened up on, on him. So, you know, there's, I mean, those are two guys that, that aren't locks by any means, but at the same time, I do think that, um, Nebraska puts in the proper time and effort, uh, they, they should probably end up in Lincoln. All right, Nate, as, as um, we move forward to um, the quarterback position, how do you see the quarterback position in 2021? If you had a crystal ball or a wish list, how do you think things shake out at that position here in the coming months? Yeah, I mean, that might be one of the more interesting positions to, to really watch and follow here in this 2021 class because of how stocked that room is right now. I mean, it, it's, it's making Nebraska's approach – 
uh, to recruiting the position a little bit different because they, they do have a lot of talent in that room. They don't necessarily need to press for an early commitment like you typically would like to see out of your quarterback. You know, you, you know, you usually want to wrap up your quarterback in the spring or, or no later than early June, uh, if all if at all possible, because you know, nine times out of ten, those are your leaders of the class. Those are the guys that, that are going to be really proactive in, in peer recruiting and, and whatever. And, and so, uh, but I, you know, I'm not necessarily looking for Nebraska to, to, uh, to lock up their quarterback that early. I think they're, they're able to kind of look at this and, and take their time. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, definitely want to find the right guy mentally uh, that is going to come in and not expect to be the guy right away uh, or even, you know, as a redshirt freshman to be the guy. I mean, somebody who's going to come in with the right mentality that, that knows that they're going to have to put in the work and compete every day, that's first and foremost uh, because the last thing you want to do is bring in somebody who's going to shake up that room because even though there is a lot of talent in there, I think they're all kind of cut out of the same mold. They're all highly competitive and they're not running from any type of competition. So, uh, but you know, I think the biggest question is going to be, you know, do they do they kind of go for a you know high risk, high reward type of guy? Maybe someone who's not quite as polished as what they've signed over the past couple of years, uh, but who could eventually be with some development, could eventually be you know a, a big time player or 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 did they go you know the Peter Costelli is the the number one guy I guess that that you'd automatically would point to he's been to campus a couple times he's a four-star recruit Uh, he's got 15 plus offers or whatever it is now so um, but you know right now I I think that uh, you know I would probably point towards them maybe going for for more under the radar type of guy like a like a keys uh, out of uh, out of Mississippi or somebody like that all right Nate well we we made it again another signing day yep. in the books um you and i have spent a lot of years on signing days together and this was probably one of our our lighter <laughs> our lighter <laughs> workloads um, no doubt about that but we did it again and congrats and thanks nate for all the work you mike brian uh greg peterson the entire recruiting team did throughout the year you bet all right well that wraps it up here for another edition of the husker online show Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. 